0: Your Miami Dolphins have secured their fourth consecutive winning season, courtesy of a dominating victory over the Washington Commanders. We're talking about that here on this Victory Monday episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. I am a, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of Locked on NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cat to the everydayers because it is your team every day and it is Monday. It's Victory Monday. It's Victory Monday for the ninth time in twelve games in 2023 for the Miami Dolphins. And today's Victory Monday episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Ga- Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase on last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I actually used Game Time myself. This post game show coming out a little bit later than normal because I went down to DC. Uh, it's about a ninety minute drive for me, and I was there at FedEx Field. And wow, what a cool experience it was. Not a cool experience. Well, it was a cool experience to see Tua to, to low hit Tyreek Hill for two bombs up over the top. But really the turnout from Dolphins fans. And as this team continues to progress and that they continue to check the boxes that you would hope that a team that uh, that's of the caliber of what we think this team is capable of being checks, uh, they, they kind of showcase this ain't the same old Dolphins, right? And the fan turnout that you had in Washington on fan appreciation day for the commanders, it felt like a home game for Miami. The fans were loud. They were abundant. There was a lot of aqua and orange at FedEx field. And those fans were delivered uh, quite the treat. I guess Washington delivered their own fan appreciation gift on fan appreciation day with an excuse to, Uh, hit the exits early and and avoid the traffic. But Miami's fans got the treat of a 45-point output that was boosted thanks to a defensive touchdown. It was boosted thanks to several long shots down the field from Tua Tonga Valoa. The cherry on top was the big boy football drive that came at the end of the game with largely backups in the game for the Dolphins. A lot of good in this football game. And I think you kind of look at this from a macro perspective and just look at the stats and the output. And we'll get into the nitty gritty in the film uh, during tomorrow's shows. Dolphins nearly doubled Washington up on first downs, 20 to 11. Uh, The Dolphins had 406 yards of offense and at halftime, they were on pace for 500 yards of offense. Washington finished with 245. Washington had two extra drives, 11 possessions versus Miami's nine. Miami finished at 6.9 yards per play. Washington finished at 4.5 yards per play. The Dolphins as a team collectively rushed for 3.6 yards per carry. Not a great number, but again, we'll talk about that big boy drive late in the game. Washington had success on the ground. A lot of that came courtesy of Sam Howell and doing the things that Sam Howell has done all season long, but they largely put the kibosh on Sam Howell as a passer. Miami scored 45 points, and the Commanders had 23 pass attempts, and Sam Howell barely had 15 or 50% completion. Was sacked three times, could have been a lot worse, felt like it was a lot worse. You had some dominating performances up front for the Dolphins. The trenches won the football game for Miami, and then some explosive speed down the field. The Dolphins, in this game, did not turn the football over. It's the second time this season that's happened. They were only penalized two times for 15 yards. They won time of possession with 32 minutes and change of time of possession. They had a defensive score. Pitched a clean sheet and pass protection. Like, you just go down the lid. This is about as, as complete of a performance as the Dolphins have posted this side of 70-20. to 20. And you go in at halftime, and it's 31-7 and you know you're getting the ball to start the second half, and the Dolphins a perfectly executed end-of-half series for Miami, too. Go 11, plays, 76 yards in five minutes and change. They leave 20 seconds left on the clock before the half. So all the talking points now we've looked at with Miami coming out of the bye and how they played the Jets and how they played the Raiders You say, okay, yeah, they moved the ball. They ran the ball well at times. They didn't score a lot of points. Okay, they move the ball well. They score a lot of points, but they turn the ball over a bunch. Those boxes were checked. And granted, it's against a four and nine Commanders team, and you understand that that comes with a certain level of competition. That you know Miami has to be able to sustain that against better opposition the rest of the way. But the fact that say what you will, the the, the team downplayed. Eight and three versus eight and three last year, all week long. And they were asked about it quite a bit. Mike McDaniel, the players, everybody kind of poo pooed it. You know what managed to find its way into the post game speech that got posted from the Dolphins social media account from Mike McDaniel talking to the team after the game? Eight and three last year. Sure enough, you don't have to wait till week 18 to get win number nine. We don't got to sit here and clutch our pearls wondering if this team is going to finish with a winning record like we did last year, despite starting 8-3. and Wall-to-wall. I thought Miami did a really, really, really nice job uh, of dictating terms of this football game. Sam Howe was the get-out-of-jail-free card that bailed them out on a couple of occasions, under pressure, rolling out the opening possession, the completion that was along the sideline to Jahan Dotson, which half his body looked like it was laying out of bounds, but it wasn't called out of bounds. It was called inbounds, so you couldn't overturn it. Um down to the red zone possession where Sam House scrambles for the 13 yard touchdown. Like that that's that was Washington's offense. There were some performances that stood out in person that I think are are things that we can take away as good. There are some performances that uh you could probably lament and take away as bad uh if you were the Dolphins. Or, or areas of improvement, as is always the case, and those improvements are always a lot easier when you win the football game. Miami won the football game by 30 points. 45 points scored, 7 of it defense, courtesy of Andrew Van Ginkle. And when you're talking performances that were good, that's probably a good place to start. We're going to talk about some of those performances next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. The holidays can be a very stressful time. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to determine what you give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself through tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P pcom com slash LockedOn. We all like to play fantasy football, but there's always that one guy or girl in your league, we'll call him a guy in this case, that you just can't stand. He's the guy that you have to beat no matter what, because he's always talking about how good his trades are, how good the analytics of his draft is every August. You know the guy I'm talking about, let's just call him Drew. Every league has a Drew, but you know what else Drew does? Drew brings weak tortilla chips to the tailgate, the kind that snap right in half when you're scooping guacamole, try to get the last dip of salsa. For someone who claims to be the master of trades, he has yet to make the trade for a better tortilla chip. You see, at Zach's Mighty, we believe in two things. Chips are meant to be sturdy, and Drew doesn't know the difference between a strong chip and a wet paper towel. Our chips are cut from whole tortillas the authentic way to give them the strength that you need to lift the heftiest of dips and are fried to a corny crisp suitable for any dip at any tailgate. So this football season, don't be a Drew. And choose Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips, available at all Publix locations in the deli section. Be a winner. Eat Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips. Being aware, like the Dolphins. Andrew Van Ginkle, uh, for, for the storyline of what took place with Jalen Phillips, and obviously that was, was very prominent, courtesy of Hard Knocks, they put it front row center. It's a first-round pick. It's one of your star defensive players as this defensive unit has really flipped the script, flipped the switch, and turned themselves into a very imposing unit. Andrew Van Ginkle has a rush off the left edge on the first drive and gets his hands on Sam Howell and flushes him out of the pocket. He can't quite finish the play, but he's ever so present. And then he gets a pick six on a perimeter screen in the first half, to break the game open to a three-score lead. You could not have possibly asked for a better reassurance that the player that you saw earlier this season in Andrew Van Ginkle is going to be the player that you continue to see playing on the edge. Emmanuel Agba got himself a sack. You now I thought Emmanuel Ogba followed that sack up with a play on the edge in the run game. That was a big negative that allowed Washington to get all the yardage back and get a first down. And there's going to be some highs and lows with that. But it was neat to see Emmanuel Ogba also step in and make an impact play. You had those two guys on the edge that had been penciled in as the guys who are the heirs to Jalen Phillips for the rest of the season. You got a sack and a pick six from those two guys. You like that. You don't like what we saw happen to Jerome Baker. Uh, Jerome Baker up the right sideline uh, gives up a reception downfield. Brandon Jones trying to knock The ball carrier out of bounds. Takes out Jerome Baker's leg. Has to be helped off the field. No pressure put on his leg. It was a knee injury. He was announced out very shortly after leaving the game. Went straight back to the locker room. Drew Rosenhaus said he's scheduled for an MRI tomorrow. Say what you will about what Jerome Baker has and has not been for this Miami Dolphins team. He's played good football the past two months. And he's the green dot player on this defense. His absence will be missed for whatever time he misses, but there is good news. Mike McDaniel said in the postgame that the vibe, and it's to be determined, but the vibe that Mike McDaniel had leaving the stadium on Sunday night at FedEx Field was that Jerome Baker's injury was not a season-ending injury. Collective sigh of relief. If you want the silver lining, I thought Duke Riley played a hell of a football game. Duke Riley came in and finished tied for the team lead in tackles. He had one really good tackle in space on a throw underneath to prevent Washington from getting a first down as Miami looked to constrict this football game. And duke Scott range. I've been a big fan of Duke going back to last year. I was excited that Duke was brought back. I thought Duke could potentially be somebody who gives you some coverage reps. The concern is of the linebackers in the Dolphins' nickel, when you've had to go heavy, it's been David Long that's been rotated out in favor of Andrew Van Ginkle. Well, that worked when Jalen Phillips was on the field. With Jalen Phillips out, Andrew Van Ginkle now presumably, unless Emmanuel Agba continues to step up his level of play, will be on the edge. And now not having Jerome Baker means David Long is going to have to be on the nickel group. And you're still going to probably have to find either Duke Riley to step into that other spot for whatever duration of time Jerome Baker is gone. But again, a collective sigh of relief that Mike McDaniels vibe as of five o'clock this afternoon being Sunday night is not season ending. Or you have Emmanuel Logbo in the field and then Andrew Van Ginkle can still do that. But nevertheless, Duke Riley is still a new addition to the nickel unit versus it had been Jerome Baker and Andrew Van Ginkle and with Tennessee coming up next, that's a physical front. How do you solve that riddle? That's going to be a storyline to watch this week. I don't I think it would probably be irresponsible to expect Jerome Baker this week, but at the very least it's a lot better than what it what it looked like when Jerome Baker had to leave the field and be helped off because you saw that happen in real time and you said he's probably done. As far as other performances, specifically defensively, I thought Zach Sealer was a man possessed in this football game. And you knew coming in, we we talked about it coming in. The Dolphins defensive line versus the, the commander's offensive line was a talent disparity that the Dolphins should expect to win across the board. And they did. But the question was who was gonna be the guy? And it was Zach Sealer. He was a monster, an absolute monster. Unblockable at times, penetration, running twists, immediate penetration, utilizing his hand, strength to be able to knock guys back and create, reset the line of scrimmage. It was really, really impressive to see Sealer be as disruptive as he was. And he finished this game with a sack and a half. That gives him six 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 and a half on the season. He also had a tackle for loss. And he probably had about four more plays that he could have made or nearly did make, including more sacks on Sam Howe. I thought Sealer was one of your best performers defensively in this game. Obviously, Andrew Van Ginkel with the defensive score, the, the the game, the play that blew the game open, Duke Riley stepping in. Um, and how about the pass defense in general? When you take into account sack yards, they sacked Sam Howell three times for twenty yards. Washington finished this game with one hundred and seven net yards passing. Sam Howell had one hundred twenty-seven yards, but they lost twenty on dropbacks in which he was sacked. The 15 points and the 245 yards of offense is a continuation of what we've seen from this Dolphins team. They allowed 13 points the last two weeks after the bye. So now they are are averaging less than 14 points per game since the bye. Did I do that math right? Kyle does math. Yeah, just under 14 points a game. 296, 159, 245 after the bye, 267, 218 the two games before the bye. (laughs) And Philly had 355, and then the two games before that, I guess the Giants and Panthers were under 300 yards offense as well. These guys are balling out. And you will have to find a way to bridge the gap with personnel and figure out how long guys are out. One person would probably be safe to assume Javon Holland would be back next week against Tennessee. That'll be a welcomed addition because of how good of a tackler he is in the secondary. And his ability to step up and be close to the line of scrimmage, I, th- I think it brings you an extra element as well. Plus, you have Cater Kohu back in the nickel and thriving. Defensively, uh, in spite of the injuries to Jalen Phillips and in spite of the early injury to Jerome Baker, I thought this unit played outstanding. Washington's plays came in large part courtesy of Sam Howell just running around and making stuff happen as best as he could as a chaos merchant, which is what he's done all season. We'll talk about the offensive side of the ball. We'll talk about the offensive line. We heard about some injuries on that side of the ball, particularly up front. We'll talk about the Tua to Tagovailoa tyreek Hill connection up next here on this Victory Monday episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. I mentioned it already, but I went down to D.C. and I tapped in with my friends over game time and I got my tickets on Saturday night and I got a great deal on my seats. If you are thinking about last minute events, game time is the place because they're obsessed with finding you ways to save money on your tickets. And they're the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase because you get everything from a direct sightline. line of your seats before you purchase. You get all-in prices, so there are no surprise fees when you go to checkout and put your tickets into your cart. You can buy sec- tickets in seconds with just a few taps on your phone, and it gets delivered directly to your phone. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after the game starts, you can find flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply again. Create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time on last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. This was uh, a little bit of everything. Well, we already mentioned the Dolphins came out and he played the Raiders and said, okay, well, you got 400 yards offense, but. Score 20 points. Okay. They scored 34 points against the Jets and 395 yards offense, but they turned the ball over three times. Those concerns were alleviating in this contest against Washington. You can't expect that to be the case all season long, but for it to be the second game offseason where you did not turn the ball over and you were as aggressive as the Dolphins were, taking shots down the field to a tongue of Aloha, hitting two big time hits to Tyreek Hill, you'll take it all day. Successful return of Devon Achan made several electric plays with the ball in his hands. He scored two touchdowns. Let's talk about the offensive line. Teron Armstead, Kendall Lamb, Robert Hunt, all dress. Teron Armstead starts. Robert Hunt starts. Ken Lamb does not. Kendall Lamb does not make an appearance other than special teams. Keon Smith is the left tackle that's put in once Teron Armstead, at halftime, is announced is dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, Mike McDaniel did say after the game, I can feel your eyes rolling from here that Toronto Armstead was available to go back into the game. But naturally, if you're up 31 to 7 at halftime, you're probably not going to put a $20 million offensive tackle that's dealing with some injury issues back into the football game. They didn't. And Keon Smith was fine. I can't wait to watch the tape and see how Keon Smith did. Robert Hunt left this game, took a knee at one stage late or in the second half, took a knee. Mike McDaniel revealed he he did re-aggravate his hamstring issue, but it was not to the severity of the initial injury, which kept him out for about a month, which is good news for Miami. They need Robert Hunt. I'll Lee Meikenberg played well at left guard. But you finished this game with Keon Smith, Lee Meikenberg, Connor Williams, Lester Cotton, Austin Jackson, your starting offensive line, and they put the backup quarterback in, and they still had the big boy drive. 13 plays, 59 yards, 7 minutes and 50 seconds time of possession. And here are the plays. Devon Chin run 6 yards. Devon Chin run 6 yards. Devon Chin run 2 yards. Devon Chin run 7 yards. Devon Chin run 15 yards. Devon Chin run 5 yards. Jeff Wilson, run 1 yard. Jeff Wilson, one, run 3 yards. Jeff Wilson, run 6 yards. Jeff Wilson run one yard. Devon Achan run two yards. Mike White, touch pass, jet motion, glorified run for three yards, two minute warning, Devon Achan run two yards, touchdown. Are you kidding me? You went 13 plays with 12 runs with an offensive line of Keon Smith, Liam Eichenberg, Connor Williams. Lester Cotton, Austin Jackson, and you stuffed the ball down their throats. For the second consecutive week, the Dolphins had a big boy December and January football drive offensively to close a game. Bravo. Job well done. So as much as this game is about Tua to Tonga Valoa hitting Tyreek Hill against press man coverage right off the jump for an explosive score on the Dolphins' first possession offensively. They go three plays, 86 yards, and a minute and 28. Or as much as this is about Tua Tungavaloa hitting Tyreek Hill for a 60-yard touchdown, dropping it beautifully over the outside shoulder and a beautiful adjustment from Tyreek Hill, as much as this offense is about that and for the second consecutive week, this offense hitting shots down the field outside the numbers, as much as it's about that, I look at that drive at the end of the game. And that's the kind of stuff that this offense is going to be made of down the stretch if they're going to go where we want them to go. And for the second consecutive week, arguably, against players up front that could combat it, particularly when you consider who was left in the game, you still did it. You still executed. Guys ran hard. Awesome stuff. Dolphins 9-3 and three on the season. They are home Monday night football against the Tennessee Titans. We will get a chance to see the second-place AFC East team, the Buffalo Bills, play in Kansas City with a chance for the Dolphins to potentially move their magic number to one in the AFC East. If the Bills lose in Kansas City and Miami wins next Monday, their magic number to clinch the division is one. We'll tackle the game tape, and then we will tackle this Tennessee Titans team and the build-up to that contest the rest of this week on Locked on Dolphins. Hope you guys enjoy Victory Monday here in Club Dub. Make yourselves comfy. We've been here quite often this season, and we're hoping that continues. Hit subscribe. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I am out of here. Fins up and enjoy the win.